welcome into another edition of Unpopular Pain. Your host, Chuck Taylor. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the briefcase, Casey Cobb. Casey, how's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good today, Chuck. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Um, and we both should be doing good. Both of our teams are 1-0 to start the year. If you want to count Montana as a uh, third team, then they started 1-0 as well. So you're, um, you're three. You're, oh yeah, you're two and zero with your teams, huh? Yeah, I'm two and zero. You're one and zero, so we're three and zero together. Uh, pretty good week of college football. So <clears throat> today we're going to uh, we're going to recap last week, kind of talk about a little bit about what we saw from our individual teams, um, and then some stuff around the league, some different games uh, you might have seen. You know, I might have seen. Then we're going to do a little review and preview of our picks from last week and next week, and then we're going to end it with our final take. So with all that, Casey, are you ready to dive into some college football? Let's do it. I'm ready, Chuck. Let's open the briefcase. All right. Let's, uh, let's open it up. So I guess let's go ahead and start with our, with our two teams. We can just do a brief recap of what we saw. So Texas A&M had a, uh, an easy one like most teams did in the first week. They played Texas State at home. Uh, took that one home, 41-7. to seven. Uh, Kellen Mond going for 19 of 27, 194 yards, three TDs, and a pick. Um, Casey, what did you see from the Aggies, Mond and, and Fisher and everything? And how, you know, did it, did it do anything for you one way or the other looking uh, forward to the, next, the rest of the season? Yeah, you know, Mond looked a lot more comfortable back there this time. You know, in previous games, he would – Typically, whenever the pressure came around him, he'd he'd run or he'd just throw the ball off too fast. But he looked pretty poised when he was in the pocket, even in the face of the 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 uh, the defense just coming straight at him. So I really liked that. Showed a lot of maturity and a lot of leadership in the pocket. Um, at the same time, he was really shouldn't have had that much pressure on him. So. You know, the, the one glaring thing that I saw out of that game was our offensive line needs to clean that up. You know, I don't know if it's communication. You know, they got some freshmen in there. They graduated some great players from last year. But, uh, you know, they, they just allowed way too much pressure on Mond. And playing, uh, playing uh, was it uh, Texas Southern or Southwest Texas? I forget what they're called now. Texas uh, State? Yeah, Texas State. It used to be Southwest Texas, I think, so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, the, the Bobcats. Yeah, the Bobcats. So, you know, they really shouldn't have been able to put that much pressure on them. So I'm real concerned about that, you know, going forward. They need to clean that up. Um, you know, running back, you know, got over 100 yards, did well there. Receivers made some good plays, dropped a couple of passes, had one fumble that uh, uh, Kendrick Rogers, the, one of the heroes from the LSU game last year, dropped, dropped a uh, almost a sure touchdown, like right there at the goal line. So, you know, we got to get that going. But that's my main concern with A&M going forward is the O-line. And, by the way, of course, I was trying to look him up. Our backup quarterback came in to clean up the fourth quarter. And, and uh, man, that that kid can throw the ball. Oh, my gosh. I think his name Ka- is Zach. Ka- Calzada. Calzada, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He can throw. So, I'm pretty encouraged to know that we've got him, you know, coming up behind Mond. So that's kind of my take on it, you know. For me, that's my kind of game. I like a, I like a game that's, you know, 
it's pretty much taken care of in the third quarter. I can kick back, rest easy, you know, eat some popcorn, not get too stressed about it. Even though the, the close games are fun, I just, you know, it's just too much for, for my 48-year-old heart to take sometimes when they go down to the wire. <laughs> <laughs> understandable, understandable. And, yeah, just, just doing a brief uh, look at the box score. You know, you had two rushers over 100 yards, great rushing attack. Uh, Mond looked solid. Um, did have the interception, but besides that, it looked pretty spotless. The, uh, the the backup came in for four of nine, 38 yards. Um, and uh, on the defensive side, you know, gave up uh, 211 passing yards, not too much at all, and, and got two picks. But the real thing that stands out to me is uh, the eight rushing yards that A&M allowed. I mean, completely shut down Texas State's rushing attack, made them one-dimensional, and uh, from there on out, the game game was there. So that was the uh, A and M game. Took took uh, took care of Texas State. Not surprising. Um, no no surprises there. But moving on, uh, Texas on the other flip side of things did their job. Took care of uh, business against Louisiana Tech. They took that one home, forty five to fourteen. Covered the spread. Um, Sam Ellinger led the way with. Uh, 28 of 38, 276 yards and four touchdowns. Keontae Ingram with a rushing attack, uh, 11 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. Um, Texas looked pretty good in this one. They, uh, they they gave up a few too many passing yards for my liking. They gave up 340 through the air. But, you know, when you're down 45 nothing or, or 38 nothing, um, all you can really do is pass the ball. They, they held Louisiana Tech to only 73 yards rushing. Um, so really kind of made them one-dimensional in themselves and uh, made them continue to throw the ball. But we shut down their main wide receiver, um, Adrian Hardy, to three catches, 38 yards. Uh, Everyone's saying he's a future NFL uh, player. So that was really fortunate. And um, as far as the offense got to get our backup in there for a quarter, Casey Thompson looked pretty good. Um, Just – Overall, pretty good game. Like like the A&M game, very unexciting. Uh, just, you know, took care of business overall. Um, so with our two teams covered, did you have anything to say about the Texas game? I don't know if you if you watched it or anything. Yeah, Ellinger, Ellinger looked good. I always say Ellinger. It's probably Ellinger, right? Yeah, it's, it's a hard R. It's Ellinger, yeah. Or a hard G, I should say. Ellinger, got to get my pronunciation right. Yeah, he yeah. looked good. You know, looked consistent. Didn't look uh, flustered took care of business like he like he's supposed to you know um i expect him to have a dynamite season this season chuck i really do um i do know they've got some young guys on the defense right yeah pretty i mean uh, people like to say inexperienced because we lost a lot of quote-unquote starters on the defense but we do have some guys that have reps um but there are some definitely inexperienced guys but the a lot of talent not that many game reps is, right. is the story of the Texas defense. We'll just have to pay attention to that going forward. But, you know, they did what they're supposed to. And, you know, I expect good things from Texas this year. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a solid showing by the, uh, by the Longhorns. And, and now we got uh, the big one next. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Before we go into our picks, um, was there any other games that, that you wanted to hit on that you saw? I know I have at least one that uh, I'd like to touch on, but. Um, we'll start with you. Is, is there anything else, any other games you found exciting or worth worth mentioning? Yeah, I watched a little bit of that Auburn-Oregon uh, game. No, that was yep. a really, really good game down at, at Jerry World, you know. 
I mean, that, that was a fun game. So, you know, Auburn Auburn looked pretty good. That quarterback of theirs, Bo Nix, man, he, I think he's the real deal. So, they've got a, they got a really good quarterback there. They look pretty strong against the Oregon team that, uh, you know, is arguably the best in the Pac-12. So, um, I, that, yeah, that was, a, that was probably one of the better games out of this entire weekend was that Oregon-Auburn game. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a very good game. Um, uh, another game that I wanted to mention, and we'll, we'll talk about the Oregon Auburn game a little bit when we go over our picks. But um, right. Northern Iowa versus Iowa State went down into triple overtime. This is a classic opening week of college football. Right. Someone is always going to have a clunker, and it was Iowa State this year um, at home against Northern Iowa. This one, like I said, went into triple overtime. Iowa State just pulling it out 29-26 and in the end, but they fumbled it on the inch-yard line, the next-to-last play of the game, and uh, it was kind of up for debate on who came up with the football for a little while, and then Iowa State ended up uh, winning that battle. But, uh, man, they were that close. Uh, Northern Iowa never gave up in this game. Um, they just – I mean, they took it to them the entire game. Iowa State really didn't have a whole lot of answers for them at certain points in the game, and, and it was just a, a great game. It was. You know, there was one other thing I wanted to touch on is uh, some <clears throat> the performance of the SEC teams, right? Dude, you had Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee losing to Georgia Southern. Wow. At yep. Tennessee. I mean, unbelievable. That, yeah, that is unbelievable. You know, we talked about Tennessee being a dumpster fire. That, that program has been a complete wreck for a number of years now. I mean, you got this stadium that holds over 100,000 people in it, and you can't win against Georgia Southern. That's something else. You know, you had Missouri losing, had uh, um, Ole Miss losing, right? I mean, it was there were some, some upsets in the SEC. So a lot of people out there talking about how the SEC is the best conference. You know, I still think there's an argument for that, even though these, these teams lost these upsets. Um, so... Yeah, it didn't look good for the SEC Saturday, Chuck. Yeah, um, I mean, the top-end talent of the SEC took care of business, and they're still, you know, the the elite of college football. But if, if you look at the top to bottom, I mean, there's a steep drop-off. There's a steep drop-off between the elite of the SEC, the Alabamas, the, the LSUs, et cetera, the lower level teams you've got that that stark drop off whereas in past years your teams like old miss and uh you know mississippi state and and all these and mississippi state has a decent team but there wasn't so much of a parity now we have a big divide in the sec right um and, and we'll see we'll see if that continues throughout the whole year or if some of these teams pick it up i don't know if i have much help for for tennessee but um we'll, we'll see how that plays out the rest of the year but I think Northern Iowa was definitely the, the, the one game that was, you know, starkly just n- nobody saw that coming. Brock Purdy, they had a lot of, uh, a lot of faith in him. And, and, um, but, yeah, some of those SEC games got, got pretty out of hand. Um, right. Having said that, were there, were there any other games that, that you saw on the slate uh, worth mentioning? Anything else uh, you want to bring up? No, nothing else right now, Chuck. Nothing. Okay. That, I think we got it covered. Okay. Okay. So yeah, uh, that that uh, that's week one for you. And 
Now we're going to go into our review and preview of our picks. Uh, we both picked, I didn't even realize when we did it last week, we, we picked the same on all three games. Um, so we each got two right, one wrong. Going down the slate here, number 11, Oregon, the Oregon Ducks against number 16, Auburn Tigers. Uh, I had Oregon winning 41-29. You had Oregon winning 27-24. Your final out there, 27-21. Auburn takes this one home. Casey, you alluded to it a few minutes ago, but um, what did you see from this game, and, and were you able to watch this game? Um, how did Auburn look? Yeah, I watched it a little bit off and on. Like I said, their quarterback is the real deal. Um, he can play. He can throw. I mean, he's a freshman, too, so – I think they'll go as far as he takes him this year. Bo Nix. Yep. What a name. All, all name team there. <laughs> That's a quarterback, quarterback name right there, huh? <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I wasn't able to watch this one. I was at the, uh, the Ranger game that night, but I, I watched some highlights. And, yeah, Oregon, just looking at game cast and stuff like that, man, it really looks like they got robbed. I mean, they, they had a very good chance to win that game crazy play at the end with the, the reception in the end zone. If you haven't seen that play, go check it out. Um, yeah. uh, just a crazy, crazy finish to that game. We saw a lot of very mad Oregon Duck fans leaving the, the stadium yeah, that did. night. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, so neither of us – you were actually not too far off on that score. You just got the teams flipped. Um, yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. But on this next one, we were both pretty close. I – Dang near picked it right. Um, the next game is number four, Oklahoma, against unranked Houston. That's uh, Dana Holgerson's Houston. Um, and I had Oklahoma winning this one 45 to 31. Casey, you had Oklahoma winning 52 to 23. Your final out there in uh, Soonerland was 49 31. Oklahoma taking this one home. Casey, what did Jalen Hurts do for you? I mean, Lincoln Riley is the quarter whisperer, is he not? Yeah, didn't Jalen Hurts account for five touchdowns overall? I mean, that's correct. You yeah, know, really not missing a step. Yeah, he doesn't have quite the speed that uh, that uh, Murray did last year, but he's got leadership skills. You know, poised in the pocket. He's been there. He knows what it's like to be on a national championship winning team. So I think he's steering their ship in the right direction. But when we look at this uh, 49-31, we look at that score and we see Houston who, yeah, I mean, Houston's, you know, I wouldn't put them as like elite, but I mean, they put 31 points up on Oklahoma. You know, it's Dana Holgerson, so you expect them to throw the ball a lot, but that doesn't say a whole lot for OU's defense, which has really been kind of their Achilles heel for the last several years. So that makes me really suspect when we start thinking about, you know, OU moving forward in the Big 12 and, and running into the big game, which, of course, we'll discuss when it gets here with Texas. So, yeah, not I'm not too impressed with the defense with OU. They're just going to have to go out there and outscore everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah similar problem to last year. They, they Their cornerbacks, their, their secondary is not too impressive. Um, and having to replace that O-line, it'll be interesting. You know, at Houston, you don't really get tested, especially without Ed Oliver, but – um, when they get into some of these Big 12 teams with more more uh, frightening front um, front defensive lines, we'll have to see how they respond. But yeah, yeah I mean they they took care of business. They they showed you know under Lincoln Riley they can still score a lot of points. Jalen Hurts should be sufficient um, for that offense. You know, like you said, he may not be Kyler Murray, but he should slide right in there and and um, do just fine for Oklahoma. So. 
Moving into our last game, we got number nine, Notre Dame against Louisville. Um, that's Louisville. Like you got, you know, like gravy in your mouth. Can you, cause right, yeah. I know how you, I know how you say it. It's not, it's Louisville. not, no, it's, it's Louisville is how you they say that. They should have spelled it, you know, with, with like a <laughs> W in there. If they want everybody to say Louisville, <laughs> ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, so I had Notre Dame winning 31, 24. You had Notre Dame winning 34, 21. I didn't realize how close our scores were yeah. to, to each other. But then the actual score was 35-17. So it, it almost looks like, Casey, like we might know what we're talking about here. Right. We did pretty <laughs> good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, would you uh, – I, I didn't watch this game. I, I don't know if you saw anything worth mentioning in it, but it looked like Notre Dame had enough in the tank. I mean, didn't it – I mean, doesn't – I don't know. It doesn't interest me too much, you know. I mean, it's probably, what, another year of Notre Dame being overrated, you know, so. Could be. You know, I mean, I think I watched like five minutes. So I was like, yeah, I don't feel like watching this. So sorry to everybody <laughs> fans out there. <laughs> yeah, Ian Book. Ian Book's trying to, to change the script there. I mean, it's, it looks like a pretty good quarterback last year once they made the change. And we'll, we'll see. But, uh, you know, Notre Dame did what they were supposed to do. There wasn't too many ga- good games last week. But so those are our picks last week. We both got two points apiece. We are tied. Check back next week right. to see how we did. On this week's picks, which we're about to make, we got some big games this week. So let's go in order of importance, starting off in the Pac-12 with number 23, Stanford, the Cardinal against the USC Trojans. Casey, who do you have in this one? The line, in case you're uh, curious, it's uh, USC's favored by one point. This one in Los Angeles. It's going to be at 9.30 p.m. on ESPN if you want to stay up that late. Casey, what you got in this one? Not going to step that late, Chuck, but what I have in this one is I've got the Trojans taking it to the Cardinal, my friend. They're going to chop the tree down. They're going to win this game 24-21. to 21. Uh, Stanford did not look uh, particularly sharp in their game this Saturday, so that's my pick. USC 24, Stanford 21. Not a bad pick, not a bad pick, um, especially with it being at USC. My concerns are uh, – you know, new offensive coordinator for USC. They ended up getting. They didn't end up getting Cliff Kingsbury. Some turnover there. They weren't that impressive last year. But Chase Daniel is a pretty good quarterback. You know, to be different, I'll go Stanford in this one. Um, although they're being on, they're going on the road. I think I have enough faith with the turnover that's going on in USC. USC doesn't have their top wide receiver, Brew McCoy, right now. So, um. Yeah, or not their top receiver, their top freshman receiver, I should say. Um, yeah, I'll go Stanford in this one, but it is going to be close. Uh, uh, let's say something like uh, 29-24 Stanford All right, in that one. 29-24. Um, so, with the second game, uh, one of the biggest matchups of the week, if not all year, at 2.30 o'clock in the afternoon on ABC – We've got the number 12 in the nation, your Texas A&M Fightin' Aggies against the number one in the nation, Clemson Tigers. This one in Clemson, South Carolina. Clemson, the line right now is Clemson favored by 16 and a half points. Casey, do you have the guts to pick the upset? We are the Aggies. The Aggies are we true to each other as Aggies should be. 
Well, I've got the guts what? to say the Aggie wore him on our podcast, Chuck. But do okay. I have the guts to pick A&M playing Clemson at Clemson? You know what? Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> Dramatic pause. There. Sure. <laughs> uh, Texas A&M 35, Clemson 30. 30. There we go. 35-30 A&M. They're yeah. singing the war hymn in College Station. There you they're go. Setting off the, they're setting off the alarms. Jimbo is hoisted back off the plane on a king's throne with a king hat on, a crown on his head. They're paying him another $75 million just for this win. A&M takes it home 35-30. What a pick, sir. Thank you. Now, now realistically speaking, <laughs> what is Chuck going to say? <laughs> well... So I, I don't have those guts. Um, I'm going to pick Clemson in this one. 16 and a half is a lot of points, uh, especially, you know, we've talked about Clemson losing their starting D line. That is concerning. Uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't look particularly great week one. I don't know if that's good or bad for the Aggies. Um, he might come back with a vengeance or it might be um, the start of his decline. But, I think Clemson is too good. Their talent is unbelievable. There's a reason why they're the number one team in the nation, and they made Alabama look silly last year in the championship. Um, this one's in the other Death Valley. So I am going to go Clemson in this. I think A&M will cover somehow. Um, you know, I mean, A&M showed a lot of good things in their week one. 16 and a half is a lot, especially with how close the game was last year, be it, you know, it was in Aggieland. Um so there is that, but I'm going to go Clemson in this one, and I'm going to say let's go 41-25 in this one. No, no, sorry, sorry, 41-26. Let's go 41-26 because I wanted it to be a 15-point game. 41-26. Uh, whoops, I marked it backwards. <laughs> A&M will not beat Clemson 41-26. <laughs> Uh, if they do, then we're going to have a whole nother discussion next week about how A&M is firmly in the driver's seat of the college football playoff. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it should, should be a good one to watch there on ABC. And if you stick around on ABC, you'll see the other big game of the week. This one is the nightcap college game day coming to Austin. We've got at 6:30 on ABC, the number six in the nation, LSU Tigers, the Bayou Bengals, against the number nine in the nation, Texas Longhorns. Casey, what do you see happening out there in Austin from an SEC point of view? Do the Longhorns upset? Do the Tigers take care of business? What do you see? Chuck, the eyes of Texas are upon you. Whoa, okay. Texas is going to win this game, Chuck. Whoa, two big upsets. 28-24, Chuck. It's going to be a close game. Um you know, I know LSU's got that got that quarterback that's throwing the ball around. Joe, what's his name? Joe Burrows. Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean they're they're uh, they're doing the air raid offense down there in LSU, which is pretty interesting. Typically being a run heavy, run heavy uh, offense, but I think that the 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 young guys for Texas are going to step up. I think they're going to get some picks, and I think uh, I think your boy Ellen, Ellinger is Ellinger. To, Ellinger. I'm going to screw that up every time. I think, I think he's going to play a good game. I think they're going to win this. It's going to be close. It's going to be a battle, but it's at Texas. 
I'm telling you, Chuck, I think Texas is the real deal this year. So they'll, they'll take care of business and they beat LSU. Man, that's going to shoot them right up there. They'll be right behind A&M after A&M beats Clemson. (laughs) (laughs) That is true, man. Man, if uh, things go your way, it's going to be a heck of a uh, time anywhere in Texas. That's right. College football fan. Um, There's going to be, I mean, the college football playoff will go through the state of Texas if, uh, if this happens. Um, The line for that, I can't remember if I said, but the line for that right now, LSU favored by six and a half, um, your Vegas odds. So, um, this game will probably have me taking Tums around Friday afternoon um, (laughs) into the Saturday game. I don't, I mean, I really shouldn't be that nervous because I can really sit back. You know, we beat Louisiana Tech, which is, you know, goal number one. And the real goal here is to win the Big 12. And a non-conference game, although it matters, you know, the, the goal is to win the Big 12. But when you've got a chance, a top 10 matchup between two top 10 teams to, you know, have this signature win against an SEC school, I mean, the stakes are so high. So here's my thoughts going into the game. My score is... Texas takes this one home 31-27. And I'll just give I'll just give a couple reasons why. Tom Herman against the spread. 8-2-1 at Texas. Um, with five, I believe five outright wins. All time taking it back to Houston, I think he is 12-2-1 with eight outright wins. Um, this guy don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that those, those numbers are correct. This guy loves being the underdog, uh, along with Sam. Um, he, he knows how to coach up his team as an underdog. The problems that he's had is when he goes in to a place favored. Um, Tom Herman's just a, he's just a mastermind at that. Um, I, I, I don't want to jinx him, but the man really likes being an underdog. We saw it against Georgia. We saw it the year before against uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. We saw it last year against Oklahoma. The guy's really good against or uh, being an underdog. And so you've got that aspect of it. I, I think the coaching will make a, a big difference. One other thing is, I don't know if you saw it, but the LSU, I think is a defensive lineman mm-hmm. or possibly a linebacker, uh, was interviewed a couple days ago and he said that, uh, you know, they, he's going through his interview answer about Texas, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he happened to slip in that, um, you know, they're, they're going to have a lot of energy. This is, this is rough quoting of him. They're going to have a lot of energy over there. Um, they really deep down think they've got a chance. I don't. So, Little smack talk happening on the LSU front. Mm-hmm. Um, little little fire uh, burning underneath the uh, the coals here, and that's just bulletin board material for Mister Sam Ellinger. The guy loves when people doubt him. He loves when Baker talks trash about him, so he can go out there and beat OU last year. Mm-hmm. He loves when Terry Bradshaw talks trash about him, and he goes out there and puts on a Heisman worthy performance against La Tech. He just loves being put down. It just fuels him. So, you know, anything can happen in this game. I really don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a great game. 
And I, you know, I have to go Texas, but I really do think they've got a pretty decent chance. I think it's going to be one of those games that comes down to a couple plays, probably late. And, uh, you know, it could go either way. My pick's 31-27 Texas. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully for both our sakes, we're both singing our fight song next week. I hope um, so, Chuck. Uh, but should be a great slate of college football, both of these games. Just really exciting. Just keep your TV tuned to ABC all day and uh, make sure you catch both of these. But anyways, those are our review and preview of our picks. Check back next week to see how we did right now. Again, the score is tied 2-2 after week one. But anyways, Casey, we're going in to our final segment here today, our final takes. What are you taking us out on this week? Got two things for you today, Chuck. The, uh, the Jackson State mascot playing the Bethan Cook, Cook, what is it? Cookman football team. I have no idea where that's at. We've never Bethune seen this Cookman. before. Yeah, there you go. We've never seen this before, right? Guy goes down there, scores a touchdown, and the, the mascot, the Tiger, jumps in the middle of it and gets called for a 15-yard uh, penalty. The mascot, nobody else on the team, so the team suffered because the mascot could not hold himself back from jumping in the middle of the pile. I don't oh, think we've wow. ever seen that yet, Chuck. <laughs> and I, I'm assuming, for clarification, I'm assuming this was a mascot head. It wasn't a live. No, 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 okay. no. Thank goodness. Yeah, that okay. would have been. Yeah, I think we'd have a lot. I think it'd be a much bigger story if a <laughs> live tiger jumped in there. But no, this was the this was the dressed up mascot that Jackson State had. I think Jackson State just uh, scored a touchdown near the end of the game, and he had to go in there and start pushing people around and shoving them. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I, I don't think we've ever had a, a team get penalized um, for, uh, um, for, for the, the mascot jumping in there and mascot PI. Yeah, that's it. Mascot <laughs> PI, man. So I thought that was a pretty interesting fact for this weekend. You know, that's college football for you in a nutshell. People just get crazy stupid and it's, it's a great time. And then another Another one is uh, uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe this. I actually had to go look this up. Hugh Freeze decided that it was a good idea for him to coach the the Liberty University. Uh, what are the Eagles? His had to coach Liberty. Oh, what are they? Flash or something like that. Anyway, Liberty University takes his hospital bed that he's on because he's really sick. I don't know what's wrong with him. They put him in the hospital bed up in the press box, and he coaches the football game from the press box in a hospital bed. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Oh, he, man. He is nuts. He goes from getting kicked out of Ole Miss for you know all kinds of crazy violations there and feels that he needs to coach a game from a hospital bed. Have you ever heard of that, Chuck? No, I haven't. That that sounds like a uh, old co- like college football war story from like the forties or something. That <laughs> that does not sound like something that just happened last week. That's crazy, man. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. But that's uh, yeah, that's college football for you, like you Did said. You- yeah, you imagine them going, hey, listen, we got to move some desks here, right? You know, we got, <laughs> co- coach is going to coach. We, we got to figure out how to, okay, let's let's pick him up. I don't even know if we have an elevator. That, they probably don't even have an elevator that goes up there. Probably like, you know, 
wheel him up the stairs, you know, chunk, chunk, chunk. His head's probably hitting the rail as he came up there, <laughs> you know, sitting up in bed with like an IV hanging out of him, just, just coaching his heart out. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Did, did they win? Shoot, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to know if it was worth it. I want to know if the coach uh, said it was worth it after the game. Maybe I don't know, man. Let's see. Let, I'll check. I'll check it out and see. You can. There's the Liberty Flames. That's that's Liberty Flames. Well, I just Flames. maybe he was doing a really bad job coaching. Maybe the team really wanted him to 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 just go to the hospital, or maybe vice versa. I don't know. But yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, look, look that up real quick. And and while you're looking that up, um, I'll have my final take. So. I kind of alluded to uh, oh, it earlier. Oh, go ahead. Chuck, uh, they lost 24 to 0 to uh, number 21 Syracuse. Oh man, so see maybe he should have just gone to the hospital. I mean, right. obviously he wasn't he wasn't making that much of a difference. They didn't even score a touchdown. They didn't even score a point. So, yeah. Well, that's that's too bad. Uh, well wishes sent to you coach. Um, hopefully you're back next week. But but so anyways, um, we'll switch over to my final take. Uh, as I alluded to, um, my final take has to do with the game this week. College game day is going to be in Austin this week. Um, Bevo Boulevard, they got that whole pregame thing going. So if you're in the Austin area, make sure you, uh, if you don't have tickets to the game, at least go show out. This is the first time college game day has been in Austin since 2009. So big, big deal here. Matthew McConaughey actually just announced that uh, he will be the guest star, the guest picker, um, which is no surprise at all. The Minister of Culture, as he has known um, himself, will be on set. So wake up bright and early at 8 a.m., watch you some college game day live from Austin, Texas. Go check out Viva Boulevard, the whole pregame thing they got going on down there. Um, and hopefully Lee Corso is, is putting a, a Bevo head on his head uh, on Saturday morning. So with that... That is our uh, second episode um, of Unpopular Opinions. Casey, anything uh, final to tell the folks before we get on out of here? Gig them and hook them. It's going to be a good weekend, Chuck. All right, all right, all right. Gig them and hook them. And there's a free, a free uh, Casey Matthew McConaughey impression. Right, so man. that's yep. the kind of content you get with this podcast. High quality, Chuck. High quality. <laughs> but anyways, so with that, Thank you guys so much for downloading and listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating or review. Um, it helps with visibility and, and, and uh, let us know how we're doing. So thank you guys so much for, for listening. We will be back next week for The Briefcase. I am Chuck Taylor. This has been Unpopular Opinions.